all three of my phone, my two best friends' phones went into the water. One of their brothers was managed to keep his phone above the water because the waves were the waves were pounding. I mean, we were right in the cut at this point, so we were just getting like hit wave after wave, and so the boat was completely flipped. So we were trying to hang on the side of the boat. Right as he's like trying to tell them where we are, big wave hits, phone breaks, cuts out. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Along the Keel. My name is Captain Zach, and in today's episode, we head up to Boston and talk to the guys from Flexi Fabrics, a marine supply company that has their own take on the way your fenders look and perform. These guys certainly know how to hustle, and despite having started just about a year ago, they are already working with big-name boat manufacturers like Grady White, Yellowfin, and Valhalla. It was great being able to catch up with Adam and Glenn and learn all about how Flexi Fabrics was brought to the market, where they're going, and their thoughts on the future. So with that, I hope you guys enjoy the show, and make sure to stick around towards the end. So then how'd you end up in uh, on the Cape? So my parents, so basically we lived in Westboro, Mass. Yep. Um, for like six, seven years, and my parents bought a place in Florida. Mm-hmm. We started spending our whole winters down there. And then when I graduated high school, they relocated to the Cape. Not relocated, but they bought another house in the Cape. Oh, nice. Um, so I've been, so I'm just back and forth all the time. Back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not bad. I mean, it's pretty cool to be able to balance, you know, winter, winters down in Florida when you want to go out on the water and play. And then, you know, yep. New England summers are, I think, are arguably the best place to be during the summer. They're awesome. You know, and then Glenn, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Dublin. Ireland. I know I could, uh, it sounded like you have a bit of an accent. I was thinking Australian yeah, yeah. or something, but <laughs> no, across the pond. Uh, my, so my brother's roommate is Adam. Uh, that's how we came in contact oh, no way. together from college. Yeah. So, uh, I knew Adam since his freshman year of college okay. and, uh, kind of just grew the relationship there. And then, I moved over here um, two years ago, full time, mm-hmm. gone to Quinnipiac University. Okay. So when you guys, um, so you guys both went to Quinnipiac. Um, I, he didn't go to Quinnipiac. Oh, you didn't. Where did you go, Adam? I went to Northeastern. Oh, that's right. Okay. With uh, Glenn's brother Killian, and we were we were roommates, you know, all five years, and yep, I met Glenn, and Glenn kind of knew about me and I knew about Glenn and we knew we both wanted to do something in business and both love fishing and boating. Yeah. And, um, it kind of just worked out from there. You guys are going to college, Adam, you're in Northeastern Glenn, where were you at this point in time? Like, give me a little bit of background. Uh, I was in Dublin. Okay. Uh, so I went to high school, middle school, elementary school, the whole life pretty much mm-hmm. in Dublin. Um, and then we uh we come over here for the summer, um Cape Cod. So that's where I am currently. Okay, so that's how you kind of winded up on the Cape. Is your family would come over here during the summers? Yeah, pretty gotcha. much. Uh, it's a shit show in Ireland right now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. But when you, I mean, growing up, you had to have. Did your family had a boat? I mean, you guys had to have been out on the water all the time. I mean, Cape Cod, right? Uh, funny thing is, people have said this to me before. Like, oh, you got your fenders and your covers yeah. on your boat, but never on oh no <laughs> i i knew very rarely about a boat except for how to drive it and you know just going on my friends boats. that's the best kind of boat uh, though yeah, yeah. exactly right um but that's someone made a good point to me and it was like it's probably it's probably a better thing that you never owned a boat because you would never pick out these things that boat owners right. need you know having a product and 
um, I guess it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, now. that's a really good point you brought up because, you know, as a boater, a lot of the times you kind of get complacent with what's already out there, right? I mean, I'm sure yeah. you guys kind of realize that West Marine obviously has the market, but, you know, other than that, you kind of, you don't really look elsewhere, right? You're like, all right, it's, it is what it is kind of thing, you know? And yeah. when you guys started creating what would become flexi fabrics, you're really starting to innovate what it meant to, you know, have a, a customizable product, but also a product that is not on the market, you know, something that's made out of high quality material that covers your fenders. And I've already seen you guys starting to create, you know, other products and spinoffs of things that are starting to kind of build this really cool line that you have going on. But to start, I mean, Adam, you grew up on the water, so yep. you're always out on the, always out boating, fishing, like any Cape Codder would be, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what kind of, did you guys have, did you have a boat growing up? Yep. So, um, it started in Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. I would spend, like I said, about half the year there. And, you know, I think I was like eight or nine and I went out and bought a John boat, Mm -hmm. started with like a 10 horsepower. I would like fish the mangroves, the flats down there. Then we moved up to like a 14 foot thing that we found on Craigslist. Yeah. You know, 20 horsepower. And then after that, you know, I, my dad realized I was like 13, 14, bringing like a little John boat, like two miles like away from, you know, the place. So <laughs> yeah. I think my dad, my dad was never really a big boater. My mom wasn't, um, my brother really wasn't. And I think they finally just said, you know, we should try this out. So they bought a, a like a small 15 foot whaler. Mm-hmm. And then now we're at a, like an 18 foot Rabalo. So okay. they're all under all under 20 feet but i've been on a boat small boat since you know like i was eight or nine right yeah it's so funny you mentioned like having a little john boat like my first boat was a um was a little zodiac rib like 10 feet with a 9.9 yeah those are great like you can hit anything with them it doesn't really matter (laughs) and uh and, you don't uh, need fenders either. It, it is a fender, right? You just have yeah, it is. you just have flexi fabrics right on the side. <laughs> it was funny. We were at a flip or the Fort Lauderdale boat show. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, and um, I noticed that some of the inflatable ones had like some like rubber or plastic like ribs mm-hmm. along the side. So I went up to a couple of them. I'm like, do you guys use fenders? And they all laughed and they're like, no, we no, we don't use them. Right. But I was just curious <laughs> to, you know, because some of those are getting really nice now. Yeah. They have the hard holes they and they're getting expensive too. Yeah. Some- well, it's funny you say that because, you know, some of the boats we run are, you know, soft sided boats. So they're not exactly, they're not exactly, um, you know, like a Zodiac, although we do have one Zodiac, but we still use, um, fenders, you know, yeah. for Cito because not only does it, it allows us to have a much softer, you know, when you come up and hip up to the boat. It's a lot softer yep. along the side, but, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the times the, the, the ribs will leave a scuff on the boat. Right. Yep. And we also have an old coast guard boat with a, uh, with a foam collar on the side. And that is, that's pretty abrasive. So it'll actually mm-hmm. scrape up the side of the hull. So we use fenders for that too. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, I've seen quite a few ribs over here in Newport, um, that are, that always use fenders. fenders. Yep, because they're they're coming up alongside big motor yachts and sailboats, yep. and you know, yep. just you know, yeah. building definitely wherever you are. Yeah. I think you know, a little rougher water, you might want to use mm-hmm. one. 
No, for sure. I think it's all, and, and it's funny you mentioned depending where you are, because so much of boating is really geographical, right? I mean, I could tell you that, you know, coming from the Northeast and then moving to Hawaii and, and running boats out there is completely different than running boats up here in the Northeast. And, you know, I, I'm sure you can attest to that with having lived in Florida and in, in the Cape, it's two different places. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's funny you get into this. So Coast Guard, all that. Are you familiar with like the Coast Guard station in Chatham? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So this summer, I was out fishing, striper fishing with my friends. It was mm-hmm. July third. We were in like the Chatham North Cut. Sure. And it's obviously like pretty dangerous. And um, we went, and there was a bunch of birds diving, so we went closer, closer to the cut, capsized. No shit. Had to be, res- had to be rescued by the Coast Guard. <laughs> whole thing. Total nightmare. Boat was totaled. Just was this the whaler? Death. This was the fifteen foot whaler. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so I thought. How, how did that? So you get so you capsize in the middle of the cut, and yep. were you so you're able to hail a mayday before that yep. or? Yep. So we had four phones on board. It was four of us. Um, all three of my phone, my two best friends' phones went into the water. One of their brothers was managed to keep his phone above the water because the waves were the waves were pounding yeah and i mean we were right in the cut at this point so we were just getting like hit wave after wave and so the boat was completely flipped so we were trying to hang on the side of the boat and uh so his phone is like getting wet because every couple seconds we get knocked off the boat he's holding it above the water gets a call in right as he's like trying to tell them where we are big wave hits phone breaks cuts out no but way then, yeah so they but they tracked our location from the phone call mm-hmm. and he was saying we were in the south cut by the lighthouse but we weren't we were in the north cut so uh he the coast guard tracked our location and 20 minutes later they were out there really yeah damn well that's a story that you'll always remember that's for sure <laughs> i was so scared i mean it's the most scared i've ever been in my entire life yeah i, I, I can thought imagine. there was a good chance we were gonna people every summer there's someone capsizes and usually they're dead yeah in that in that cut so it's like that's no joke yeah yeah so you know you guys are you guys meet right you guys are at a point where you both graduate school and you guys met through you know your brother right glenn's still in school oh glenn you're still in school yep what year are you in school uh i'm sophomore. okay oh wow all right so you got two more years. So, yeah, we're actually in the, um, I forget the name of it, but it's like the entrepreneurship organization. Uh, it's like the best entrepreneurs in America and Flexi Fabrics in it. We're representing Connecticut. No way. Even though it's my company. What is, uh, next what's the name of the organization? It's an uh, entrepreneurs organization. That's what it's oh, called. It's like an international. Huh. So you guys are part of this thing, and how, at what point were you guys starting to, you know, come up with this idea? Like, how did this all start? Basically, so I, when I was in high school, I um, patented a lighted tackle box. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a company called Fishing Tackle Systems, and we got all the way to licensing it with Dicks. Um, That's pretty freaking then, wild. Yeah, but then so there was this guy named uh, Todd Baker. Got it. Still remember because he was like basically what put us out of business. He was from North Carolina, mm-hmm. 
and he had a patent from like 1992 for a, uh, basically a utility box. So it could be a toolbox, it could be a tackle box, it could be a ER kit, mm-hmm. um, anything. And um, he had a patent on a similar design to ours, and he uh, basically sent the season desist and. That was basically the end of it. Damn you, Todd Baker. <laughs> yeah, uh, Todd Baker. And his patent on that doesn't expire, I want to say, in, like until 2024. Really? So I did that in high school, went to college, um, didn't have anything for the first three or four years. And uh, I was talking with Glenn's brother a lot about trying to start something. And Glenn, one day he was over at our apartment visiting his brother and he mentioned we were talking about like just like different business ideas mm-hmm. just like shooting the shit I, I can't even remember like how it came up but we were talking yeah i remember a little so i was in ireland at mm-hmm. the time actually before coming over to america and i was like sitting down and i was kind of thinking to myself how does vineyard vines make like millions mm-hmm. of dollars like a t-shirt with like a stupid cartoon whale on it and they make billions. <laughs> yeah. And then I kind of like looked into it a little more and it was like kind of the luxury behind it, right. you know, and it was kind of like just overpriced stuff. And I was like, well, you can make something that's not overpriced and you show like the high end quality because their stuff is, it's good mm-hmm. quality. You're not, you know, it's not going to rip on you or anything. And but you're really buying the like, brand. Yeah, you're buying mm-hmm. the brand. Exactly. And I kind of looked at that and i think i just had like a notebook and i was just like writing down ideas and then i thought of boating and originally i thought of fenders with the uh with like printing shit on mm-hmm. the fenders and then i think it was my mom actually was like no because like that's that's like very high she, i kind of like pitched it to her and she was like well they're heavy you know they're expensive mm-hmm. or they're heavy you know they're big so it's it's expensive and um, and then i was like something about the covers and then I didn't really have an idea for the material or material or anything, but I knew like the full design, you know, fully custom, that type mm-hmm. of stuff. And a few days later I was talking to my brother and he said, yeah, I got Adam with it. So I went to Adam with it. And then a couple of weeks later I was in Boston visiting him and we kind of start going. So it was almost it. like this perfect, you know, coming together because Adam, you growing up on the water in the Cape, you kind of had an idea for what the market was you know, what, what kind of market was available, right? And then Glenn, you having the idea of like, hey, let's try and make this, you know, fender cover brand, right? Out of, you know, out of yeah. whatever, you know, that got into your head, right? Which is pretty unique. It, it was almost like a perfect combination of, you know, you having started something already and then Glenn having already just thought of this idea and was kind of on that same track. Um, very interesting how it kind of came together. So what was this, for, what were the first few steps into, all right, we got an idea. I got Adam and Glenn, and now we have to, you know, look into this, right? I mean, there's there's some R and D, I'm sure. There's like figuring out what the manufacturers are going to be. Where did this all like start to take off? Um, yeah. So the first step was basically we just found a graphic. So I worked when I was um when I was a student at Northeastern. I worked for a a, a co op called IQ bar. Okay. It was a nutrition bar startup in Boston. Um, this guy named Will Nitza and his buddy from Harvard started this nutrition bar company mm-hmm. and they're like, they're everywhere. They're in like whole foods, CVS, uh, a lot of like 
big box stores, stop and shop and whatnot. Sure. Um, and it was just the two of them. And so I was working there for six months and I hated the job because I, I just kept looking at them and I was like, you know, I could be doing what they're doing. Like I, I see what they're doing on a daily basis mm-hmm. and it's not like rocket science. It's right. definitely a lot of hard work. Um, so I basically just took everything from that co-op, like all the systems they use, like all the different apps they used, like they do like all the operations of it and, and then tried to apply that to flexi fabrics. Right. So like all that we like run our stuff on all the same things as, as IQ bar. Right. Like all the apps and stuff, um, Shopify ship station. Like, I mean, that's all basic stuff anyways, but. Right. But having but, that knowledge in those platforms already, you know, cause it, there, there takes a learning curve to this kind of stuff, right? Like yeah, learning, yeah, exactly. learning ship station and learning how Shopify operates, but already yeah. knowing that and be able to plug and play with just a different product and idea that right. makes things very more, you know, much more streamlined. So yeah. when you started to figure these things out, what was kind of the goal with, Hey, let's, let's try and create a, you know, a fender sock right or or fender covers and and really why did you guys choose that like you know i know you have a background in boating but you could have made anything right you could have made flags like the flags hanging above me right i mean there's custom flag makers and 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 so many other items but why do you think fender socks were really the thing to go for no one had no one had done the fully you know the full print custom you know fender Mm. covers and then there was that material, but it was a two millimeter, and we were down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, there was these probably eighty, ninety million dollar boats with these big fenders and this two millimeter neoprene, and it was all ripped. And yeah. you know, like it's eighty, ninety million dollars. Like it's more than ninety nine percent of the world right. is going to see in their life. So why, why, you know, why throw something cheap on right. there? Um, and it took us a while to come to that realization that people have these shitty covers and they're not mm-hmm. realizing it. And we have to be the people that educate them and we have to come up with a good product. And yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I mean, as a captain and I do, I do uh, quite a few boat deliveries as well. Um, there was a, and most, mostly high end yachts. And there was a yacht that I delivered. Um, let's see, two weeks ago, it's a 50 saber and you know, not, not the biggest, not the most expensive yacht, but a nice boat. Like, you know, when it was new back when it was built, it was about a million bucks. And, um, you know, the first thing I noticed was his fender socks or, you know, fender covers. What do you guys call them? Socks or covers? So we call them fender socks, like one word with SOX, like the red socks. Oh, there you go. All right. Good man. <laughs> that's, not why we, that's not why. I mean, I guess it is because we're from Boston. I live two minutes away from Fenway. So yeah, good man. Good. Can you see Fenway from your apartment? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can see the sick. Oh, you can see the sick sign. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Um, and the first thing I noticed was, you know, his fender socks were just torn, tattered and ripping up and they were just kind of like coming apart. And I was like, you know who I know? I know these two guys that have these awesome fender covers and, um, he was like, you know, let me see him. So I think that's going to be a customer for you guys, but you cool. know, there, there's definitely a need for this in the market. So when you mm-hmm. first started going about looking for a manufacturer and the products mm-hmm. and even the material, 
what was what was that you know what did that look like because hell i mean manufacturing is not yeah. an easy thing to to go into mm-hmm. what did that look for like for you guys so like we initially started I, I mean we tried to start in the u.s and we found that in like the 70s and 80s all, all the textile got moved from uh, the united states over to taiwan and china mm-hmm. so basically we started in china and we just got a bunch of samples from like 25 30 different manufacturers mm-hmm. just material samples and we tested the material you know we left it out in the sun for a few months you know i put it i was down in florida at the time so i would put it literally in the salt water on the dock see how see how it did mm-hmm. the big thing we were focusing on is making sure it didn't fade in the sun because you know everything fades on boats right um and you know making sure that the material was strong enough to was basically we saw a problem with the current fender covers in the market the polyforms and the tailor made mm. because every time you look at these things they're either ripped or faded or there's pulls they look like shit so we basically wanted the highest end material that we could find uh we went to a place in california we found this um super stretch neo wetsuit material that we love mm-hmm. um and it's like hard to find you can't just like this isn't just like regular neoprene right it's it's not even what they make wetsuits with it's slightly different but it's very similar like when people feel these they they think it's a wetsuit mm-hmm. um so yeah we got a bunch of samples we landed on that material and then we started with so then we had to figure out all the different sizes for all the different fenders and models so we started with the g series which is the most popular uh, boat fender mm-hmm. and we did three top selling sizes from that we have this guy in new jersey who does like amazon analytics and um like shopify analytics and like he was able to like run some like numbers and basically like the g series is by far the top selling fender huh. and that's that's like the the fender with the eyelids on on either side right so, so yeah, we went with that series. We went with dimensions for the covers for that series, and we 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 launched a website and um, put the stuff up for sale. And that was that was it. I mean, that's kind of how we started, and it just built been built from there. So, did you find you know right off the bat um, that you had some success with this? Like, what was those oh, first yeah. few days, or was it immediate? You're like, all right, this is gonna work. No, it was like immediate. We knew it was going to work. We had like overwhelming inquiries from people, just from people we knew or mm. like originally. And it wasn't, I mean, I kind of, comp- I kept comparing it to the, the support I got with the um, tackle box. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like night and day. I mean, the tackle box was, I thought it was a good idea, but I think this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I'm basing that just on the amount of, of, of inquiries we get and, and people, people are buying the product. I mean, it's, we're selling a lot of them and people getting really good feedback. Um, right. and we're also getting feedback, good feedback from a lot of, you know, big name companies, Bodo, yeah. Yeah. Great Yellowfin and, um, Viking I saw, right. Valhalla. Viking, yeah. Valhalla. Um, this one we're, we're hoping to get prestige yachts. Mm-hmm. That one's, kind of in the works but um dv uh, is another one mm-hmm. uh, i saw grady white you guys are actually making other products for them as well right 
Yeah, we're doing helm. Yep. We're doing helm pads for them. We're doing wet bags. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so pretty much. If you buy a new Grady White, you're going to get a, a welcome kit with a. Um, you get two fenders, two covers. Really. Uh, a helm mat, boarding mat, um, some chafe guards. And That's stuff. awesome. How'd you guys nail that one? Add-ons they can do. Yep. How'd you guys nail that one? Sorry. That's awesome. That was all that done um, when we went down to the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. We kind of established this relationship with this this kid who runs um, Boats Daily, the mm-hmm. Instagram. And he's a he's like a kid Glenn's age and really nice kid. And he introduced us to a bunch of people at the show. And um, we have a partnership with him where he gets a commission on on um, you know partners that he introduces us to. Right. And um, yeah, it just it worked perfectly. We literally hit like over a hundred OEMs at Flims wow. and nice. That's awesome. So you know, so much of so much of having a, a good product, right, also comes along with the brand. And you guys have kind of, you know, from what I see as as someone looking in and and, and having dealt with a lot of other brands in the outdoor and marine industry, you know, you guys are made in the USA, which is a big plus, right, over in Fall River. And, yep. um, which is awesome, right? Home team, hometown advantage, made in mass, born in mass. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and yeah, sorry, Glenn, not, not born in Ireland. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but close enough, right? If you're Irish, you're pretty much from Boston yeah, and, you uh, <laughs> you guys are dealing with these major boat brands, right? And they're not, they're not the one-off like Grady White is a huge name, you know, Valhalla, like prestige. I mean, these are big big name boat builders and you know, they're not cheap either, right? The average Grady white probably sells for what over 150 grand, 200 K something like that. Probably. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So they make, they make great boats. They do. They make awesome boats. And you know, how do you guys go about really creating this brand where you're made in the USA, you're high quality, but you know, your stuff, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. guys have both grown up on the water. You're from the Cape, which, you know, having worked, elsewhere in the United States, for some reason, being from the Northeast, there is something to be said about, you know, boating here in the Northeast, which really doesn't take place anywhere else. I don't know if you've noticed that, but yeah, um, absolutely. that's something that I've noticed. So, you know, touch upon, well, like, how did you, how do you guys go about the brand? And, um, you know, where does that, what does that look like to you guys? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the brand for us, I mean, you don't think of, fenders and fender covers you know it's not it's not a luxury mm-hmm. item it's all mass produced but that's what we tried to do we try to make it not mass produced you know more custom right. and we don't upcharge you you know not like c deck or um any of these companies were like really competitive with it and we try to keep it that way and i think our branding i think is try what well, we're trying anyway to move towards like kind of a gopro yeti mm-hmm. feel and uh, I think Adam can agree on that. We definitely do base a lot of things mm-hmm. off those guys. Um, mm-hmm. but I think we're, uh, I think we're young and hungry, unlike Polyform and TaylorMade. Yeah. They're family businesses, and the guys are fifty, sixty that run it, and they just get up and do the same thing every morning. Right. But we sit down, and I mean, Adam, you can say what new products we're adding to Amazon and everything, but. I mean, we're not limiting ourselves. We're not a, we're not a fender and a fender cover company. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're we're docking solutions, I guess. Marine, marine supply is what we call children. A marine supply company. Mm-hmm. Boat, yeah. boat yacht outfitter. It's 
our, we really want to just be the the boat the people who customize your boat or yacht mm -hmm. with anything any any product that you can think of that can go on a boat or yacht we customize it yeah and like what makes our product so unique is that you can someone can literally go online and say i want one cover you know mm -hmm. and i want it custom right like, that's not easy to do and if if it if you can do it at other places it's going to be outrageously priced mm -hmm. but we were able to find a manufacturer who can do one-offs for us for the same exact price as it would to be you know to go out and buy a uh, a polyform cover at, at west marine Right. So. Which is pretty incredible. I mean, if you think about mm -hmm. it, I mean, someone, I mean, I've, I've worked in the, uh, you know, doing some apparel and whatnot and, you know, you get some of these minimums and it's like, man, how do you even, I, I mean, do. it's like, I only want 10 shirts, but you make me buy 50 and I don't need 50. Right. Right. And right. so for you to, and, and if you're not going to go that way, and if you are going to do one-offs, you're going to get a crappy product. Right. Exactly. So for you guys to be able to create something that is not only highly customizable, um, but also, you know, done in a way that is affordable and you don't need to buy a thousand of them. Right. It's pretty impressive. So what, what have you guys kind of focused on in terms of customization? Because, you know, I just talking with you, it's like, yeah, just send me your stuff over and then we'll get it done. Right. Mm -hmm. It seems like you guys make it very cut and dry, very easy to do. Yep. Yep. So it's a really streamlined process. The customer, all they need to do is send us a logo it doesn't have to be in any type of format just mm -hmm. it can be a screenshot from your cell phone really it be, that's it yeah that's all you need um it can literally it doesn't even need to be so know, no eps IP, or vector file or anything like that nothing like that so they send over anything just the image it can be a picture they took of their logo on a wall um really yep wow. we take we take that from them we have a really good graphic designer he's this russian guy <laughs> and uh <laughs> you want to pay um, him vodka or something <laughs> yeah fam and smart off yeah but um he uh just basically creates the vectors from that and then we send it off to the manufacturer and we tell them how many we want and they print them and they ship them wow as simple as that yeah and they but that was not easy you. to set up I'll right say that yeah took yeah. a lot of yeah. graphic design everything's 20, 24 hours really yeah when you send a logo it 24 hours is a long time wow. as well we could have it back. To, we could have it sent back to them in thirty minutes, depending on the time zones. Really, at the time. Wow, that's pretty yep. impressive. That's really freaking cool. And I mean, it depends how active me and Adam are at the time. Obviously, right. uh, we're school and work. But um, if someone sends it and it's a, a Saturday and our our guys working, it's thirty minutes back yeah. back in the, into their inbox. That's and awesome. Then, I mean, obviously, the hardest part about anything is getting someone to pay for right. it. But, right. Um, I think once they see it, and once they think like you could literally draw something on your hand and send it, and we figure can, it out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think once they see that, people are really impressed with. Right. With you it. guys have like a slogan like "You send it to us, we'll just figure it out." No, we don't. <laughs> but we should. Good, Good idea. Um, that's literally. I mean, we we accept basically anything and. And we'll, we basically accept any type of request. So we have people asking all kinds of stuff. You know, we had a guy ask if he can do a, a cover that fits four different size fenders. Really? Which isn't something, yeah, it's not something that we do, like like kind of a universal one size fits all, but we figured it out and 
our manufacturer was able to add a uh, this type of drawstring that allows the, the cover to fit over different sizes. Huh. And, uh, so basically, if we have a customer who who wants to pay us, we're gonna we're gonna make it work for them. Right, which is really cool because you know nine times out of ten, it's not just that one customer that wants that. Right. If you can make it for that guy, then yep. you now have a new product line that can then help ten other people or even more. Yep. Right. So, and that's, it it seems as though that's how you're kind of creating this Marine supply company is you're, you're going by what the market is telling you to get. Right. Mm -hmm. When one customer asks you something, you just add that to the list and then it just keeps on building from there. That's it. All the products that we sell, we've had, you know, someone's asked for them. We don't just randomly throw stuff up. Right. Right. So now when you go down to Flibs and, and, and you're talking with that, what was that experience like? Especially, I mean, especially with COVID net right now, but mm-hmm. you know, the Fort Lauderdale international boat show is the largest in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got, you know, obviously Monaco is pretty big too, and that's a whole yep. different can of worms, but yep. um, do you guys see yourself going there in the Monaco? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so we're getting into the, the, basically there's a company called AERE. They make inflatable yacht fenders. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, um, so we're trying to get into those right now. Um, and we do make yacht fender covers already. So yeah, we're definitely going to go to Monaco when, when, and Dubai, we want to go to their yacht show. Cause we do it. We have a distributor in Dubai right now. Oh really? Yeah. So they do all their, um, they have five countries in, uh, in the middle East and they do, um, or sorry, the, the UAE and they do, uh, all kinds of stuff and they're going to attend that show. So we'll, we're going to meet up with them there and, and hmm. hopefully, yeah, yeah very cool very cool so you know give me kind of the rundown of as to what flips look like you know this year i mean given that it's covid i wasn't able to go um yep. although next year i do plan to go i was supposed to be at the newport boat show um, yep. doing some live shows which was kind of the plan um but that didn't happen obviously because of covid it wasn't really worth it um but uh yeah what did that look like for you guys i mean because this is a relatively new company right it's only about a year yep yeah, so we went there and we didn't have a booth or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we went there with a duffel bag, uh, our intern. Um, you guys got an intern? We do. We have an intern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Glenn's girlfriend and me. Yep. And um, we just, Glenn and I just went booth to booth. Um, and we printed out, you know, brochures with every boat manufacturer's logo. Mm-hmm. Um, locked up onto a fender and uh, we showed them what their you know covers would look like and we gave them some information on our products kind of a quick pitch showed them mm-hmm. samples said we work with viking because we had viking valhalla going in there so we said we work with these guys mm-hmm. and uh pitched everyone and they absolutely loved the product everyone we showed they they felt it and they they loved it yeah well, you know, I'm sure when you go there and that's a great pitch, like going in there with your, with their stuff already printed up on it, you know, yep. Yep. and you know, knowing that you gotta, you gotta shell out a little bit of money, but knowing that that's going to turn around tenfold. I mean, exactly. that's something that once you get a product in someone's hand and they could say, Hey, like this is, this is pretty legit. Instead yep. of saying, ah, eh, just check us out. You know, there's yep. totally different game, right? I always tell people they need to see a sample before they judge us because, you know, they, it's really about feeling the material. I mean, right. There's a, there's a big difference. Well, and coming from, you know, what everyone thinks of a Fender sock, 
um, in the past, right? It's, it's never been something that's been revolutionized or ever innovated on, you know? So. And it's important. I mean, it's what, it's what's protecting your boat, you know, especially if you buy these high end boats, Mm -hmm. you know, people are spending, like we were saying earlier, millions of dollars on these things and they're, they got nine 99, you know, it it just doesn't make sense. So, right. That's a thing. Someone said it to me, uh, a couple of weeks ago, they uh, they bought a new boat, or their friend bought a new boat, and the first thing they did was drive over to West mm-hmm. Marine here and found, and they just bought, I think it was like a one and a half billion dollar Viking, yeah. and uh, they drive over to Falmouth to uh, West Marine here, and they go in, the, the guy I was talking to was with them, and he went over to Defenders and tried to find the cheapest mm-hmm. one that would fit the size, and he... And, this guy knew that I had this company and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like and a million and a half like yeah. on this boat that it's a, it's an all white boat. The second it rubs up on the side of your dock, you're going to have scuff. these people. Yeah. You're sending it off down to Crosby's to get clean for 500 bucks. Like, spend, spend the 200 bucks on some nice. Right. Fingers. Right. So, Do you know that? What was the uh, name of the boat? Do you know? I don't, I just know it was a Viking. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah. wild that someone would spend that amount of money, but then question, you know, spending a little yeah, bit more on a Fender. $25 on a Fender? Yeah. Like, spend extra 10 bucks and get, like, some, you know, even, it doesn't have to be the cover, just the Fender alone. Right. Because you get, you know. Yeah. You can see the in the Fenders. Even though they're pieces of rubber, you can definitely see it. Right. Difference. Well, not to mention that they, they dropped $25 on fuel just to get to the, da- the gas dock from their dock. Oh, you know? Yeah, they spent. Ten grand on filling up their boat to go out fishing for yeah. a tuna that's worth five hundred bucks. <laughs> right, like, right, right. It's there's not a lot behind. No, it, it, there, it, really, there really isn't. But man, there's such an industry behind it. And you know, I was yeah. just I, I had another. Um, you know, I recorded another episode very recently with a guy named Art Hill. And Art is a um, he owns Rogue Marine Advisors. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's a marketing company that specializes in, you know, sport fishing tournaments, um, you know, boat builders like Freeman and and so on and so forth. And uh, you know, we just talked about the craziness in, in money in the industry, right? And you see these guys that are, you know, they're already millionaires or billionaires, and they spend you know ten million on a boat, right? And if you think about it it's a boat, right? It's someone's hobby. You know, it's just, it's something to go do on the weekends. And most of the time those guys aren't even there. So their captains and crew just drive around and, and, and get paid to spend money. Right. So what's kind of your approach with, Hey, you know, you got money, you want to spend it on a fender sock. And how does that go about? Like, what is your strategy? I guess when it comes to, you know, marketing and creating a brand behind, you know, a fender sock. Because at, at its core, it's it's a pretty simple product, right? Right, right. I mean, we basically when we mark when we tell people when we give our people our thirty second pitch, it's basically we are the, pre, the we're a premium product at a non premium cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to Glenn kind of mentioned you know like the Yetis of the world. We're kind of trying to copy, not copy, but use some of the stuff that they implemented to kind of grow our brand basically our goal here is to create the yeti of you know fender covers we're the yeah. best fender cover you know we we have a brand behind our covers we have they're backed by a 60 day money back guarantee they're usa made two-year warranty um 
you know, we intentionally make our prices affordable because we want people with, you know, they're not everyone who owns a boat is, you know, loaded. Right. So we, we want them to be affordable for people, you know, like, like me and Glenn who, who have smaller boats and, and who want to be able to go out and buy a nice premium product at a good cost. Right. And, and protect their boat, protect their investment while they do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, we've kind of just built off of that uh, and and we have the same approach with our other products like our our our, uh, our marine flooring is is 25 millimeters and we took a big hit on on the cost of that and instead of making it you know the the traditional or the typical 18 millimeters but we just know it's a better product we're boaters we know how it works and mm-hmm. we want to, we want our products to be something that we would be really happy with right or that, you know so it, you know, it, basically, that's basically been our approach. It's just really focusing on the product, you know, over the margins initially, because, you know, we know that de- once we scale this enough, we can get our, our costs down enough where this is going to be, you know, a good investment for us and we can still maintain the same level of quality. Right, right. Now, how much of you guys think for, as you know, being a boater, right? I always find that having a brand or company that is authentic to you, right? Usually means that you're going to have some level of success, right? Obviously that all, it all, there's a lot more things that come to that, but being authentic to yourself, I think is a big hurdle to, to overcome, you know, and you guys both being boaters and in Falmouth and, you know, growing up on the Cape and on the water, how much of a role do you think that has played in the success of Flexi Fabrics? I mean, I like I said, never I never owned a boat. I actually bought a boat this summer. I bought a uh, fourteen nice. foot, you know, aluminium piece of shit, pretty much. <laughs> uh, the first day I brought it out, I drove it up onto the sand and just ruined the bottom. Nice, of it. just a huge hole. So, <laughs> so can't. Uh, it's out of service. Six horsepower motor, but um, I think if I had have grown up in Western Mass and seen the coast once a year i don't think the same with adam i don't think anyone would have thought mm-hmm. of this i think it's i mean people customize everything mm-hmm. but there's customizing for practicality and there's customizing for you have to realize like a boat is 10 times to- like pretty much 10 times more expensive than a car yeah. you, know, you can buy a lamborghini for two hundred thousand, but uh like 42 foot grady wide is 1.2 million yeah. Now, and people would look at someone who has a Lamborghini as richer than someone who has a Grady White, but I I think it's you you definitely have to know. I mean, you're a captain, you know, you would know the industry better than us, but you have to have some sense of you know what you're doing, right. um, and definitely definitely a sense of the people that are in. Sure, it. you have hardcore fishermen that won't spend any money on anything except their boat, and then you have people that love putting everything custom, custom mm-hmm. koozies, everything people are drinking on their boat and the flags and everything. And then you have other people that will spend these millions of dollars and go out and buy the cheapest shit to put right. on it. Right. You know, it's uh it's different difficult to gouge, but I think we hit a price point that shows our stuff isn't garbage um and it also isn't overpriced. Right. Well, I think it gives you credibility in the market, right? I mean, if not having 
the ability to say, Hey, you know, I know what the bow of a boat is right. And, and being able to talk with these people and have the same dictionary as, you know, the guy that's running that, you know, sport fish, right. You might not know as much as him, but at the same time, you're able to get the basics to where you're, you're not far off, right. You can, you can hold a conversation. You know, I find myself in a lot of situations of, you know, uh, like for instance, the research boat, right. Those, the people there are infinitely smarter than I am. I mean, crazy smart. I mean, some of them are mathematicians and like, it's just nuts. Right. And here I am a young little boat captain, you know, coming in to, you know, try and, you know, give my 50 cents, but you know, it, my background gave me credibility to where they were able to listen. Right. And I think that is, you know, the biggest hurdle for a lot of people and something that you guys have kind of overcome is like, you guys have this background, you have the credibility and, and the ability to make that first, you know, that first phone call and, and for that person at Viking or Valhalla to start to listen, right. Cause you speak the same language. Absolutely. So totally. But so where do you guys kind of see yourself going within the next couple of years or, or even six months? You know, we got COVID coming, but, you know, that really hasn't affected the boating industry. In fact, it's just increased it substantially. Where do you guys kind of see yourself going from here? Yeah, so like, it's funny you mentioned like a six month or one year plan because we were kind of just having this conversation um, the other day. But business wise, I mean, our, our plan right now is to really focus on our Amazon products. Um, cause Amazon is, is bringing like a big portion of our revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we want to really focus on we're, right now we're doing this campaign where we're basically going state by state, um, and trying to hit every major boat OEM, get them samples and pitch to them. Mm -hmm. So right now we're all about acquiring new logos. We'll do it. Even if we're breaking even, we just want to work with new customers sure. who, who are, you know, like good customers, long-term customers, um, who we can establish long-term relationships with and, mm -hmm. and have 10 years from now still buying from us. Um, at the same time, we're, we're trying to add more products. Um, so like you said, we just introduced the, um, you know, like the marine flooring, um, we're working on making that so that we can actually install that for people in the entire state of Florida. Wow. Yeah, so that's um, a big step that we want to take um, next year. The second half of next year, we want to start putting in hiring people, um, two or three people that cover the state of Florida and do mm -hmm. and do flexi deck installations on boats. Um, and then and then our our cover business definitely the custom orders that we get from from individual consumers those pick up obviously in the spring and the summer. Um, so, so yeah, right now we're trying to hit as many boat shows as we can. Um, yeah. We're going to Palm Beach. Um, I'm hoping some of these international ones open up soon because the boat show, um, it's funny because Flips was literally my first boat show. Oh, really? I, yeah. I never even tended. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, so I, I was, I mean, I was in my glory. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, I had so it didn't even feel like work. I mean, I had so much fun just seeing all the different boats and all the different products that, um, you know, I I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, it's like a toy store. I mean, yeah, it's it's a big toy store with a lot of money just floating. <laughs> Absolutely, tons yeah. of tons of great people there too. We met a lot of really nice people, 
and they introduced us to a lot of other great people. And we met, like I said, that kid Ryan Ferrer over at Boats Daily, who really mm-hmm. helped out a lot. Shout out to him um, for introducing us to a lot of these people and kind of, because you know, when you're walking up to someone, they're behind a booth, right. um, you know, it's, it can be, you know, a little bit intimidating, especially when you're trying to solicit and sell a product. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have someone kind of introduce you and, and warm up the welcome a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, you mentioned like a one year plan, I think is to really focus on, on acquiring uh, new logos. I, yeah. that's, if I have to say it simply. Right. Right. Well, cause new logo represents a new boat, right? A boat OEM. Exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, this is a good question for both of you guys. And, you know, something that I think everybody faces, right, is challenges. And, and some of the challenges that, you know, depending on the company and the brand, they're all going to be different, right? So what are some of the challenges that you guys have kind of faced to, you know, get you where you are today? And any experiences or people that kind of stick out to you that kind of, you know, set you on the path that you are on right now? Ooh, um, I think at the start, we had a big, um, well, you're talking about like that's already happened, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think at the start, we had like a, a very good supporting from our mm-hmm. families. Um, but we started right as COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and most businesses would have ruined them like straight away. You know, they would have been out of business right. by May. Uh, so we kind of, we slowed down, I think, for the month of April big time you know not a lot of orders we were still getting everything together we didn't mind though like if we weren't uh we weren't too afraid but it was just um i think it got to a point where it was almost a little disheartening because you know you'd put all this work in before mm-hmm. you knew it was going to pick up but it hadn't picked up yep. yet then um i think this year was the the best year for boating right the most amount of boats yeah. bought or the boat for sure so um once we once we kind of heard about that it, then it started picking up once it hit may because everyone was buying for the summer so then it, it picked up a lot but um you know we had some we had some fault like fault in our um in our material and in our covers at some mm-hmm. points design and everything and you know those are always down because you send out 75 covers mm-hmm. and week later someone tries to put it on their fender and something happens and then you're like shit do we have to you know recall and redo this right. and thankfully it's it's only one or two and it's easily replaced but um i mean yeah it's, I, there's definitely a lot of little things and you know you think you have the big boat of oem ordering from you and like down in flips we had so many people tell us you know this is it and then you try and call them and email them they you know they don't reply. Mm-hmm. It's 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 disheartening. But then you get someone like Grady White is right. They they make like three four hundred boats a year. So right. um, it's very up down. But the the ups are definitely better. Yeah. You know they they definitely outweigh everything. Yeah, so. and they they taste a lot better when you have a lot more. You know when you when you have it down right. Because if they're all right. ups and the, then they wouldn't really be all that great. And then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of get kicked in the you know kicked in the balls a few times and. You know, when when you get to stand up, you're like, oh man, this is kind of cool. And then you get knocked right yeah. back down. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, 
it's uh it's been great being able to chat with you guys, you know, and just you know talk more about Flexi Fabrics and what you guys got going on. So where can kind of people get to know you and figure out you know how to get their hands on a uh, on a fender sock and any other products that you guys have? Yeah, so uh, flexifabrics.com, uh, and they can go on there and do a custom request, or they can order. We have 300 uh, stock items or designs mm-hmm. um, that they can select from our design gallery. We also do the marine flooring on there. Um, so if they want to order it for their boat or a helm pad or a, a Yeti topper or anything like that, um, or they can go on to Amazon. We have all the same products. They, the only difference is that on Amazon you can't customize stuff. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, we're also on walmart.com. Um, we're working on West Marine. It's funny mm-hmm. you mentioned that earlier. Um, and, uh, we have a couple of other, uh, vendors, uh, down in Florida that we're trying to work with some small, uh, tackle shops, but right now it's mostly the wholesale side, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon and our website. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So pretty much anywhere that the internet has, a, has a space is where you guys are at. Yeah, we're definitely an yep. online item. Um, and then, like I said, more of a, a wholesaler to these to these uh, photo EMs. Sure. Awesome. All right, yep. guys. Well, Glenn, Adam, real pleasure to uh, have you guys on the show. And uh, can't wait to you know touch base again sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. Good luck with everything. Appreciate it so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Along the Keel. It was great getting in touch base with Adam and Glenn to learn all about Flexi Fabrics and what they have in store for the future. I mean, if they're already working with these big-name boat manufacturers like Valhalla and Viking, who knows what's in store for the future. So if you want to learn more about Flexi Fabrics, Adam and Glenn, head on over to their website, flexifabrics.com. You can also check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever else they are on social media. If you want to learn more about the show, head over to alongthekeel.com. Sign up for a newsletter. It comes out monthly. And uh, starting in 2021, we're going to be having some pretty cool things uh, coming to Along the Keel very shortly. So I really appreciate you guys sticking sticking in, tuning to the show. And be sure to check us out on social media. Give us a like, share, follow. Follow us on Instagram. That's where a lot of our content goes. Uh, also, check us out on LinkedIn and Facebook. You never know what we're going to be posting up there as well. If you're listening to this uh, during the holidays, we hope you have a happy and safe holiday season. Be sure to give your family members an extra hug. And uh, as always, work hard, do good, be incredible, and we will catch you on the next episode.